0: Welcome to Lightness, a space where we dive deep into the realms of spiritual exploration, mental well-being, and the profound art of channeling and energy work. I am your host, Kayla Dillon, and I'm thrilled to take you on a transformative journey that intertwines personal stories, insightful discussions, and enlightening meditations. Join us as we explore the depths of the human experience, share channeled messages of wisdom, and embark on a path of self-discovery and inspiration. Get ready to ignite your inner light and embark on a voyage of healing and growth. I'm so happy that you're here. Hello and welcome to Lightness with myself, Kayla Dillon. I have a special treat for you guys today with the first ever guest on my podcast, Chelsea Perry. She is in Athens, Alabama and is a hypnosis and QHHT practitioner Hello, Chelsea. Thank you for being here. Hello, hello. It's
1: so good to be here. It's been so fun to kind of get to partake in this with you today.
0: Yes, I'm so excited. Our meeting was very synchronistic in nature, I feel. (laughs) So a little bit about that. I had reached out to Chelsea. She does QHHT sessions in Athens. And I had actually found you on, I think it was the Dolores Cannon website. Mm -hmm. And I had reached out to her and I hadn't heard back. And I was like, okay, And I had gotten to a point where I thought maybe QHHT wasn't as aligned as maybe I thought it was, right? And so I kind of surrendered to that idea of like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. And then the second that I thought that, your email came through and you were like, oh my gosh, it got lost. (laughs) I had just so happened to have an issue with
1: my work email for the first time in eight years of doing this. And it was so funny because I immediately panicked because I went, Oh no, I have two, at least two weeks of emails that didn't get sent. I don't know why to this day I cannot figure it out. <laughs> and so I immediately realized like I was emailing everybody back and trying to like catch up. Oh no, you know, I've got a huge workload to figure out now. And, um, and I, you were one of the last ones where I was like, She was really. Excited, and I had really hoped that I would get to you in time. Like, you would get my email, and everything would work out. And you were so excited, and I was like, Oh, crisis averted! <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was perfect. I actually, so there's another QHHT practitioner out here, I think her name is Natsuki, and she actually got stuck in Japan. I was supposed to do a session with her, and she never got back to me. And then she's like, Oh, I got stuck in Japan. And then the same day, you reached out, and we're like, Hey, and then the day that I was supposed to have my session with you, she actually emailed me. And was like, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. I'm stuck in Japan. And I was like, it's okay. I'm doing one today. This is great.
1: Synchronicity at yeah, finest.
0: Like closing of a chapter and opening of a new one, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I mean, cool. it's always
1: that way. It's always perfectly aligned in so many ways. It always works out. Yeah. I've learned to trust that very much.
0: I love that. So tell me about, like, with lightness, right, we talk about spirituality and how you kind of came to be in this position where you're working with people with their higher selves and things like that. So what did your spiritual awakening kind of look like in terms of, like, growing up and spirit and things like that?
1: Well, I would say it was messy. And I say that in the kindest way because I think everyone's is kind of messy. And, you know, I grew up and, you know, we didn't go to church or anything, and I hate to even bring that up, but... That was just life in America, like your standard family, you know, you, you had your life growing up with all of your friends and everybody kind of did their thing. And here I was, I questioned everything. It drove everyone crazy because I would be like, but why? But why do I even believe this? But why does this have to be this way? You know, and everybody was like, well, but just because this is the way it is like, but I'm like, but why? <laughs> and so I would never just take anything for face value. I would question and I would irritate everyone just going, but, but why? This doesn't make sense to me. And so I spent my childhood being told things should be one way. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my grandparents were in church Christ. They were very strict about how things should be. And as a kid, I just did not, I didn't buy it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I followed a path of constantly going, but why do these people feel this way and why do they need it? And so that was my entire childhood wrapped up. Like everything I looked for answers. I wanted to know why something was the way it was. I wanted to know why I needed to believe it and nothing felt right. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, God sounds great, but how do you know? Yeah. How how can it just be this cut and dry thing that fits in a box and everybody has a different box? It doesn't make sense to me. You know, mm-hmm. how can how can there only be... One set of people, right? Clearly, everyone's figured out there's a God, that there's a source, that something bigger is out there. Right. I wanted to know why. I was never satisfied with just believe this because we teach it. Mm-hmm. And so that was pretty much my journey into where I am now and why things look the way they do. Yeah. And so I think that's such a big part of. Um, My journey was just, I never stopped questioning. I never stopped peeling back layers. I never believed anything anyone told me until I could feel for myself that it was true. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I
0: followed. It sounds like you were always really in tune and connected with your intuition in terms of how things feel.
1: I was, but it was more of a fear thing. To some extent, as a child, I was like, you know, I want to feel connected to whatever this is everybody rapes about mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't feel that connection i didn't understand what everybody was reaching for but i just knew that clearly i needed to find something mm-hmm. and something was out there and so you know between the fear of the unknown
0: mm-hmm. and
1: when i would peel back a layer and i'd go oh that's too scary i can't handle that right yeah and then i would step back for a little while and i would go okay I'd digest it. I'd find out a new piece of information and it would sit with me or it wouldn't. And I'd either let it go or I would hold on to it. Mm -hmm. And then I would wait for the next step. And someone was always put in my path, whether it be good or bad, Mm -hmm. because my journey was very messy because I'm stubborn (laughs) and I need proof, which obviously is the silliest thing to say, right? Because you can't see (laughs) the biggest thing people are asking you to believe in. Right. And so I really struggled to find balance and belief and trust, all the things you can't see mm-hmm. that you have to have as a person to really go through life. And so it took me, I'm still discovering that journey. Mm-hmm. Like I have discovered so much about myself. And yet I still every day I'm like, oh, there's a new piece. Mm-hmm. Like there's a new piece of the puzzle. And I, I wouldn't trade it. That's just the the person in me who questions everything. And it, you know. It's led me to where I am today.
0: I feel like that never ends. I feel like we're always kind of like s- discovering, searching these new layers as we evolve, which is kind of cool and beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. It is. And it's a lot of fun. You know, I wouldn't want to live my life any other way. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine just not looking for something deeper yeah, within myself. And really what that equates to is, you know, the bigger part of you. You know, I don't want to put a word to it, but, you know, what we would call God as mm-hmm. a human thing. But for me, I have found that relationship. Yeah. And it grows every day. And so then I learn a new piece of me. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing to me is I get to discover that every single day.
0: Yeah. So, so what has been your experience with, like, self-doubt in terms of, like, obviously you're always questioning whether this is real or what really is this, right? And so... What have you learned around like self-doubt or like imposter syndrome and stepping into this new spiritual path, I would say?
1: That's such a loaded question because I think mm. that's every human on the planet. True. No matter what you do, you feel self-doubt. Mm-hmm. That's the deeper part of us that that's that human level part of us saying we're not good enough
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we may not be able to do something and that we're gonna get judged for it. Mm-hmm. And I think, truly being able to look at who you are and knowing that you're perfect wherever you are in the moment is enough Mm -hmm. and that is where people can't be okay with it and you got to be okay with it yeah and then as you learn that where you are is okay and that you're doing the best you can with what you have Mm -hmm. that's where people can meet you like the people who are ready for where you are in that moment is exactly where you need to be Mm -hmm. and then it helps not be so fearful of thinking you're not good enough or that you're not prepared or that you're not ready. And I think that's such a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Because so many people have fear behind like if they're ready to, to do what they want to do or be who they are or who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's a scary, a scary thing. But I have found that doing it anyways has been the biggest way
0: beyond it. Yeah. It's so funny how synchronistic what you just said was because I just released a podcast episode for this week and I had this kind of revelation yesterday where it was a question that asked like any lack of perception or perception of lack or personal issue, how is that cracking you open to more? And I, I had a really hard time answering that question. And so when I got to thinking about it, I got to think about all the jobs that I've ever had. And like I feel this feeling of like stagnation or burnout, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing ever feels like it's enough. I always feel like I'm missing something. And so I became a therapist. And I'm like, this is it. This is going to be it, right? And and then I still feel burnt out and like it's mm-hmm. not aligned. And I realized yesterday that it's pushing me to get so fed up with each and every position that I'm in to push me towards like what I'm really supposed to do mm-hmm. and kind of just give in and, like <laughs> jump in even though I'm afraid. So I think I needed to hear that just now.
1: It's it, <clears throat> I had someone tell me once and I think it was so life-changing because I always felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what if what I'm doing, like it it serves me and I feel like there's still something missing. There's still a piece of it that's not quite right or that I feel like I could be doing more. Or, you know, there's, it's just not perfect in the moment for me. Like, there's more. Right. And they told me that it's perfect for you, but there's and more. Because you're always evolving. Mm. And so you'll always be looking to grow. And so nothing will ever stay perfect for you. It's just allowing that next piece to come in and modify it. So that you then serve in a bigger way. That next step, it's like literally walking on a staircase. You don't stay on the same stair forever. True. And so as that evolves, as you evolve, then that next step is ready to be taken. And so then your work evolves.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Your life evolves. And they said, if you can't be flexible, that's, you know, the point of life is to move and trust. Right. The next step (laughs) without questioning. Even though you're supposed to be able to question. Right. But trusting that that next step is exactly where you need to be. And as that modifies itself, Mm -hmm. it's perfect.
0: Right. Yeah. You just have to
1: trust it. Yes. That's the hard part.
0: (laughs) I like to think, too, like, so for a really long time, I felt a lot of guilt for, like, I paid all this money to go to school. And, like, what if this isn't for me? Right. And then I keep hearing these things of, like, it's going to help right it's a layer that's adding on to like where you're moving into it's gonna serve a purpose it's not for a waste right and i think that's with anything as we evolve and grow we gather like what we need from each little season to help us in the next whether we like consciously are aware of it or not mm-hmm. but crazy i mean
1: i agree i mean you know you couldn't do what you do now without the experience you've gained through life mm-hmm. in every way and it's all meant to be from each piece is what creates you in the moment. Right. So, I mean, I don't doubt that all of it, even if it feels like a waste, is right. always meant to be for a reason.
0: For sure. It's going to help us in some way, right? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just trusting it. That's the hardest part is just trusting it. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> I think, where a lot of people get hung up is, you know, how do I know? Mm-hmm. How do I trust this? How do I know? Like, what if it's a waste of my time? You know, what if it's a waste of eight years of my life? Well, it's right. not. Right. It never is. It just feels like it. Because that's the human part of us. Mm-hmm. Going, we get oh, up. No. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's not. like, it's not wasting your life. Yeah. It's a journey to the next step. Always.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Hmm. There's no mistakes.
0: I love that. I remember you telling me when I had met you for the first time, right? I had asked you, um, was it a big difference between getting Reiki master certified versus level two? And you had told me no. And I am wondering if you're open to talking about that, because I think that can be really helpful in terms of like that imposter syndrome or believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little more about that?
1: It's so funny because, you know. There's so many times where people are like, I need to get this certification. I need to be, you know, I need to go get the experience. I need to go, you know, people aren't going to come to me if I'm not this or that or this, you know. Right. And honestly, it's, again, it's such part of the ego to need Mm -hmm. for people to believe in you. And I did. I got the Master Reiki certification. I was so proud of myself. And then I realized what i did didn't change not mm-hmm. not a bit like the difference in what i could do for people was beneficial but it didn't change my level of ability to help people and i was so dumbfounded i think i was shocked because i thought oh well this is supposed to make me better like this i'm supposed to be more effective
0: mm-hmm. right
1: because i'm i'm a master of it now like i'm i'm all these things and It was such an epiphany to go, my faith and my abilities is really the most important thing. And that piece of paper, that experience, though it was great, Mm -hmm. didn't change a single thing about my faith. Yeah. About my belief in myself. And it took me chasing these certifications, these, all of these things that people think they need to Mm -hmm. realize like none of it mattered. Right. It really didn't. None of it mattered. Some of the best masters on the planet never had a certification in anything. Mm -hmm. They didn't need it. They had faith. They had belief. They had a bigger understanding that we just simply did not. Mm -hmm. And it really takes climbing that mountain to look down and go, oh, that didn't really do much. You know, that didn't really do anything for me. That didn't serve me. Yeah, the journey's nice, but did it change me? Not really. Right. I had to realize that my faith building was more important than anything else because if I didn't believe in myself, if I didn't have faith behind what I was doing, someone else's doubt Mm -hmm. could creep in so much faster than any belief I had. Yeah. And then I couldn't serve anybody because there's always going to be people who doubt you, Mm -hmm. who don't believe in you. Those are the people who need that belief, that faith that you've got because they temporarily don't have it Mm -hmm. and if you can't have that in yourself that unwavering faith even though it falters anybody does you know we're still human right but it's so important to have such a strong belief in yourself to be able to hold space for anybody else that you're serving yeah in that moment for sure So that's made such a difference in my life where I realized, like, nothing I do is important if I'm not believing that what I'm doing is effective, is important, is for the greater good, is here to serve people. I mean, and I had to decide what it is I wanted to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know, what did I really get it for? Why does it matter? Right. It mattered for me because I wanted to help when other things didn't help people. And I think more than anything, it was to make up for the journey that I struggled with. Mm Mm-hmm needing i needed people that believed in different things i needed somebody who could think outside the box mm-hmm. and i didn't really have that and so being able to be that for other people who just need some reassurance that not everything fits in a perfect box mm-hmm. and it's still okay yeah still totally normal and it's still human that's where i'm at with being that for people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i've learned to hold that space And that's what those certifications did for me was teach me that I'm okay not fitting in a box. Mm -hmm. And I really like it here. And I have faith in that. Yeah. And that's been everything.
0: I love that. I think that's going to be so impactful for whoever's listening to it, especially if they're like doubting themselves, right? And I wonder, like, with the people that do doubt or your experience of people doubting you or not believing in you, how did you overcome that for yourself?
1: i had to see what it looked like to see doubt in people's eyes mm-hmm. when they've come to me you know I've, I've learned so many things in life and and trust me hypnosis is not a normal one for people right like that's mm-hmm. still very in the abnormal box i had to learn to not take on people's doubts mm-hmm. and when i did that when i took on their fears their doubts their disbelief and you know surely this isn't going to work because you're going to get that in any profession right you know even doctors were on it where people are like you can't fix me mm-hmm. you know you can't heal me well you can't if someone believes that truly and i had right. to learn that lesson where people would come for things to be fixed oh this is my last resort it's got to help me and mm-hmm. then when you can't help someone because their belief is so strong right i had to learn not to take that on mm-hmm. but then my belief in what i did outshined Sometimes, as I learn to deal with that, yeah, people's disbelief. And so people need someone who believe in what they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever modality that is, whatever profession that is, it took me having more faith than anybody not believing in me to shine bright enough that it didn't cause fear in me or worry mm. about what I can do. And I also learned not to take on people's problems. Yeah. As, <clears throat> as people came and they thought, you know, this can't surely work. Mm-hmm. I didn't take on that, their burden. Yeah. I listen, I hold space. I can be so much, but I also learned that it wasn't my place to live their life. Mm-hmm. And so if this was a lesson they needed to learn in some way, I didn't take that away from them either. Yeah. And I trusted in that. I believed in whatever that needed to be. Mm-hmm. And that that made my journey with my work so much more successful because I stopped needing things to be what I thought they needed to be.
0: The control aspect of it. Yes, I let it go. Yeah.
1: And that is a fearful thing to let go of Mm -hmm. because you want people to believe in you. You want people to know what you do works because you've seen it yourself And anything you do that anyone does. They believe it for themselves. That's why they chose it. Right. But needing other people to believe, you can't force that. Mm -hmm. And so learning to let that go was huge yeah and so then the people who come to me are so aligned because I know that it's always done for a reason Mm -hmm. I believe in that higher power that's orchestrating everything whatever that's supposed to look like right for each individual person and I trust that whatever it is is also part of my journey yeah so
0: I remember that story you told me when I first met you about the tarot reader. I actually told one of my friends that story (laughs) when she was having like a moment of self-doubt, right? That everything happens for a reason. So the story was, and I'm paraphrasing and Chelsea could probably say it better than me, but, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? This lady went to a tarot reader. She was supposed to be like the best one or she was really, really good at her job or or something, right? She was very on point and her guides told her that she wasn't going to get the job basically. Mm -hmm. And the lady left, she was all upset, and she ended up getting the job. And then the tarot reader was like, well, why did you tell me that she wasn't? And they were like, because if you told her yes, she wouldn't have gotten it, right? Mm -hmm. And so the lady was like, I'm never going back to her. She's wrong, (laughs) right? But there's like a higher divine message there of like everything happens for a reason. And even though like you can be the best at your craft, like Everything happens for a reason, right? Like, it doesn't make her any less good at what she does, you know. But it's what that lady needed in that moment.
1: Yes. And that's – it's such a funny lesson because, like, as a human, you get so angry because you're like, my people are supposed to be helping me. This is my job. This is what I've been guided to do. And yet, they made her so wrong that that lady was so angry with her. Like, Mm -hmm. she never called her back. She she just, you know, talked about how – terrible she was you know this is all fake baloney right Mm -hmm, yeah (laughs) and and she was genuinely upset like how could my people do that like she very clearly knew what she heard yeah and um she has a very amazing talent for what she does Mm -hmm. i love her to death she's now a good friend over 11 years of calling her Mm -hmm. and so to hear that it was such a good lesson for me too and she tells a lot of people that because You don't know what the universe is orchestrating. Right. That lady would not have gotten that job if she had told her, yes, she would get it because she did not let it go. Right. The lady had to truly trust what she was being told and let it go that she wasn't getting it to be able to get it. She had a lot of resistance with that job. She had a lot of things in the way that would have prevented her from getting it and she Mm -hmm. needed to get it. And so the universe told her, no, she wasn't getting it. So she just released it. Mm -hmm. She stopped thinking about it. She let it go. Yes, she was disheartened. Yes, she was upset but she needed that push that let go like that Truly releasing of all the things that were connected to it for it to come into her space for her Mm -hmm. to get it for her to be able to manifest that and that is such a beautiful lesson but a hard one at the same time because like as the human giving that message Mm -hmm. Ouch! right like that's just such an ego
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i wonder like i had a a thought that just came through right and what if she wasn't wrong like on the path that this lady was on right like if we believe that there's multiple timelines at the same time for the timeline that she could see she wasn't going to get it if she kept on the same path of like forcing resisting that type Mm -hmm. of thing and so it almost is like she shifted into a different timeline by this information so technically, maybe she wasn't wrong. I don't know.
1: She probably wasn't. But the fact that, you know, it's like all these things we don't understand, right? And mm-hmm. we don't need to make sense of it. But on a human level, we want it to make sense. Like, make this make sense. <laughs> right. I need to understand what you just did. Yeah. You know, but it's like when it breaks it down, like whatever the path of least resistance is, mm-hmm. the universe is going to find a way to make it happen. Right. You just got to like. Go and <laughs> trust it, because otherwise she wouldn't have gotten the job. Right, and so I take that everywhere with me. That no matter what happens, if you know, if uh, if what I'm doing, just like if I have a bad day with a client, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. when I ran into things like that, it would really be hard for me. Yeah, and I've learned to let it go because I don't know what it is they need to learn. Mm-hmm. I don't know what lesson is there. And I don't try to pretend to know because it's not my place. Right, I am not God. And so I don't play it. I don't try to play it. And it's not an ego thing. I wanted things to go well for people. I wanted to be good at what I did. Mm-hmm. And that prevented me from doing just that because I wanted to control it.
0: Got it. And I let all
1: that go. Because really, I realized through lessons like that and hearing stories like that, I have no mm-hmm. clue what I'm doing. <laughs> I just show up like I'm here.
0: None of us and do the universe
1: <laughs> orchestrates the rest, like I trust that every time i don't I don't question it anymore,
0: yeah, I wonder how have you started to like let it go right like what was that process like for you in case like maybe somebody's going through the same thing or wants to try something
1: <clears throat> you know that's it has a lot of pieces to it mm-hmm. but You know, I I myself used to have a lot of anxiety and stress around those things because I was like, oh, it's the unknown. It's terrifying every time I dealt with a client or every time I did anything work related. If I didn't know what was going to happen, it caused me anxiety, Mm -hmm. which, of course, you can't know what's going to happen. You don't know the future. In any moment in time, anything can happen. Right. (laughs) I learned to enjoy it's I almost treated it as like a gift in front of me, a present that I'm about to unwrap. Mm-hmm. And I never get stressed about unwrapping presents because I mean, who's going to be worried right. about getting a gift? <laughs> and then I look at it as I'm about to unwrap a gift and I know at the end of it that journey is going to be my gift. Mm-hmm. Like that is I get to look back and reflect on all of the things I just learned about myself through someone else, even mm-hmm. though it's their journey. They're there for the help. I learn something about me every time. Yeah. And I learn something about someone else. I get the gift of being a part of their life and their change, their path, Mm
0: -hmm. whatever
1: direction theirs takes afterwards. Because I get a lot of emails and things afterwards where I'm just like, wow, you know, that's so amazing. I can't believe that happened. Mm -hmm. But really, that's the universe. Like, that's still orchestrated. And I don't ever pretend to be this huge part and yet I get the gift of enjoying the unfolding and seeing what all of that looks like and so I learned to let go of how I look at things I've had Mm -hmm. to rewire how I see the things in front of me yeah and looking at dealing with those things in front of me I treat it as a gift as even though I'm fearful, even though I'm terrified because I don't know what's about to happen, if it's something big, something new, I, you know, anything that comes along, I have the jitters. Like I don't think mm-hmm. anybody would, you know, no matter what, you've got that that anticipation yeah. just jitters about you. And even with that, I know that it's still a gift. Like mm-hmm. I get to look at it as a gift because if I wasn't following my path, my journey, I wouldn't have that gift, Yeah, whatever that next thing is. Whether it be a next client, whether it be, you know, whatever project we're working on, a new event going on, a new thing I've been invited to do. All of those things are more fearful than the next for Mm -hmm. me because it's new. It's something I haven't done before. So that just compounds the effect. And if I looked at it as like, oh, my goodness, this is something new again. I'm terrified. Mm -hmm. I would never do any of it. Right. I mean, in all honesty, I'm 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 a homebody. I'm an anxious person. Sometimes I used to be a lot more. Now I'm a lot better about it because I've just gotten used to putting myself out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. and so now I live in that zone. And even still, I'll get the jitters. And I've learned that it's just learning to look at it differently. Yeah. All of that looking at it in a way that is beneficial and it allows you to still be okay with being nervous Mm -hmm. and not fighting yourself about it not being angry about it not getting upset like gosh why am i like this like why do i have to be this way everybody is
0: right (laughs) just
1: don't say it they don't want to admit it like experts in their field they still get jitters Mm -hmm. you know they could be doing it for 30 years they get invited to something new guess what they're going to be nervous they're just not going to say it because they have that persona Mm -hmm. you have to embody The person you know you'll be in 20 years, the person you know you'll be in 30 years, and Mm -hmm. still look at them and know that I'll be there, but this is the journey there. And know that that expertise is always with you. Like, that person you're going to be, everything about you is already there. Mm -hmm. So just trusting that and knowing that, and this is the next step to it, Mm -hmm. and whatever happens is okay. Yeah. Because there's bad days, and there's bad bad things, and so just... Mm. Letting it go and being okay with those new things and looking at it as as the next gift you get to be a part of. Yeah. It helps. It's never perfect.
0: I think, too, like, admitting, right, where you are, like, hey, I'm really nervous right now. Or, like, (laughs) saying it out loud or, like, being a beginner, right? Like, hey, I don't really know what to do here but i'm figuring it out right like there's power in saying that out loud i think and embracing that and then it's like almost like you let the energy out and Mm -hmm. then you can like move on and you're like okay now that that's done let's let's go you know redirect it yeah yeah but that's awesome i think that's gonna be really helpful too um and i mean that even helps me even like reframing that mindset around how you look at things I think we can get really bogged down with maybe like the negative aspect of like man this was a hard day or man this is a really hard client or this is difficult you know and then we get like caught up in the thought loop of like Mm -hmm. oh this is so difficult and then it's Mm -hmm. almost like we're creating that more and more and the more that we sit in it I guess it's Mm -hmm. process of releasing and surrendering to okay
1: There's a higher meaning to this. (laughs) And just knowing that you truly, I mean, the whole point of the spiritual journey is to know that you have help.
0: Mm -hmm. That's the
1: point. Like, really, in all of it, like, I call in my people. Again, it doesn't matter what you look at it as. You can call it God. You can call it something else. You can call it Jesus. All the things, right? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you believe in. Yeah. you Your guides, whatever. You know, everybody's different. And I've learned to love that part of everyone's journey, too. It doesn't matter what you believe in as long as you have faith mm-hmm. in whatever way that takes form. But that faith is what guides us through the next step. Yeah. That takes away the jitters. Even if they're still slightly there, it makes you feel like you have support, guidance behind you.
0: Mm -hmm. That
1: is what matters. Knowing that there are people behind you every step of the way Mm -hmm. makes it so much easier to swallow everything that happens and knowing that there's something to learn from it.
0: Well, I knew they wanted to be talked about because (laughs) I had the thought and I was like, "Hmm, maybe we should transition to that. And then we went off, you know, on a little tangent and then you brought that back up and I was like, okay, they do want to be talked about. So my question to you is we've talked about on the podcast multiple times that connecting with guides and what that might look like or source or whatever Um, anyone may call it for themselves. But for you, what has that connection been like in terms of like solidifying that connection and really like communicating with them? What was that uh, process and transition like?
1: You know, it was really messy. Again, like I think everything about my journey is messy, mainly because I'm so stubborn. Mm -hmm. You know, I need proof on everything. And um, you know, I don't think spirituality works like that. Like, you just have to believe first, have faith first, and then the rest follows. It really is like a compounding effect. Right. But of course, me, I didn't have faith. I was like, I need someone to prove to me, like, I need this to be real. Mm-hmm. I need to believe, but I need to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it
1: didn't work like that. And so it's really interesting because <clears throat> they hit me over the head every time with something new to the point where I can't ignore it. And so mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> okay I get it okay okay i'll listen you know you have my attention for just this little bit but if you don't do this and then i realized like i was putting stipulations on what that needed to look like in order mm. to prove it and to prove that i had people behind me and i had you know this this group of of source behind me right whatever that looks like so for me it came in a series of really extreme tests Mm -hmm. like I've been searching over the course of my life and I struggled with that most of it until my 20s and then later on in my 20s I got really sick Mm -hmm. like I mean really deathly ill and I had two heart surgeries they failed and I was really at the point where I was like I can't do this anymore like this is it like I'm done I'm I'm, you know whatever it is it's next life right I can't do it yeah and it was those little whispers of like just don't give up today because tomorrow like mm-hmm. you'll have a little more strength and every day at the end of the day I would say I'm done like I can't do this anymore I'm done mm-hmm. because it just took every I mean it was like my my life force I could feel it just leaving me and I looked like it, too. I mean, I looked sick. And I was like, "This is, these are my 30s. I'm supposed to be celebrating life, yeah. my kids, and all the things that come with it. And I could hear that little voice. You know, they've been with me throughout my life. I've just been too stubborn to really recognize it. Mm-hmm. And so I would hear them. Just saying you know don't give up here's something else they would redirect me they I, I would get nudges in different directions But i'd be so exhausted that I couldn't follow them mm-hmm. But I knew it was there. Yeah, and so I just kept telling them like if there's something that i'm here to do To do if i'm supposed to stay here You've got to help like I can't do this on my own anymore. Like i'm asking for help mm-hmm. Please do something anything like I will listen. I just need help and sure enough People started filtering into my life who are now very good friends, who have, you know, come and gone. And each person played a big part in teaching me that even though I didn't believe in things, Mm -hmm. even though I was a skeptic, even though I needed proof, the proof was in the pudding when the results happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have these really unusual experiences with people from all walks of life, different beliefs, and each time I would feel a little better. Mm -hmm and you know it would be an exchange of work or you know higher work or whatever and i'd go okay this is crazy right like this is crazy stuff this is what people do and they don't ever tell anybody about it because it's weird (laughs) but i would start feeling better and then i'd go but why why do people not like question these things why is this so taboo Mm -hmm. and i always grew up in like the weird. i was the weird person right to some extent like because i you know just had weird experiences as a child and didn't really know how to experience them and then like You know, your friends think you're weird, Mm -hmm. but even more so as an adult who's supposed to fit in this box of like children, you're supposed to be normal. You're supposed to have a normal life. And nothing about my life was normal. Mm. And so trusting that my people, whatever that looked like, right, Mm -hmm. were doing what I needed to be, to be getting better. They were helping me. Yeah. And I was getting better. It was not in the normal means. Modern medicine was there. I leaned on it. I also trusted my natural healers, The you know, I had holistic doctors and everybody on board. Mm -hmm. And they all believed in me. They all trusted one another. They all worked really hard together. But it was the odd and unusual things that started fixing me. Mm -hmm. And as I started realizing, like, this journey is not supposed to look like what everybody else's is because I don't live in a normal world. Mm -hmm. My work is not normal. I had to learn to trust people and things that I didn't necessarily believe in, but it was such an ironic thing because people come to me and they think it's completely cuckoo, right? (laughs) But they're willing to try anything. It's usually a last resort. Mm -hmm. I was being taught to be the same way, to be Mm open-minded. And my people gave me nudges to the point where I couldn't have questioned it if I wanted to. I mean, these people came out of nowhere. I'm like, right. are you? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you know, I have no idea how I found you. Some friend would be like, Oh, hey, try this. Yeah. You know, here's this person. Call them. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> I'll do that. You know, and then I'm thinking, yeah, right, this is crazy. Like, who's gonna do this? Right. But it was those nudges that really taught me to trust like my people have to hit me over the head to get me to do something. Mm. And I'll finally do it. And then I'm like, okay. I guess I really didn't have to fight that so hard. <laughs> I want to, but I get it. And so that has been the building, the foundation of building my relationship with higher powers, with God, with guides, angels, whatever, you know, whatever that looks like for me. I can trust when I call upon that help. Mm -hmm. I know it's there. Like, I have no doubt in my mind. Every instance that has happened to me over the last 10 years you know whether it be meeting my husband or having children at the the opportune time like that just synchronistically could not have been anything else but guided Mm -hmm, in a way by universal forces my guides have been such a big part in orchestrating that and i can see that now Mm -hmm. it just took me years to realize like that was a lot of people being involved in getting me where i needed to be
0: right right
1: so it's hard. Like, it's a hard thing for some people because mm-hmm. you really got to open up and trust the unexplainable.
0: <laughs> right. Which is hard. And it's kind of scary for people because they're like, I have to do what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are guides, right? Like- <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So what has been your experience in terms of, like, um, let's say, like, leading you into hypnosis in terms of. Like, because that's a pretty big jump spiritually, right? Because, I mean, you even asked me when I came for QHHT, you're like, how did you find QHHT? And I was like, you know, I don't know. (laughs) It's just something that interests me. But like, so what led you into getting certified in hypnosis? Because you wanted to do past life regressions first, right?
1: Mm -hmm. So it was really funny because like I had really no direct path in life. I was one of those people who didn't know what they wanted to do in high school. Same. I was the oddball, you know. I just kind of thought, well, maybe life will show me one day and, or, you know, like, a lot of people I knew, it was just you find something and do it for the rest of your life and then you die, right?
0: Right. You know? it's <laughs> yeah. so like, boring. Well,
1: I don't want to do that. And so nothing ever satisfied me. I tried all kinds of jobs, didn't like them. And I knew it was just... There was something more. And so then I gave birth to my son and I realized, like, I had no hobbies. I had nothing to fall back on. Like, I was truly suffering mm-hmm. um, between postpartum and, and just life. Like, life had just totally, I was like, what's the point? Like, mm-hmm. what do people do this for? Yeah, Just to work and die? This doesn't make any sense. And I started finding hobbies. I started finding things about myself for the first time in my life, like, who I really was. Mm-hmm. I had never stopped to look. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't realize, like, people don't actually do that. They don't normally do that till retirement if they want to. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, I have no interests, I have nothing that makes me who I am. Yeah. And so I started looking. I started searching. And I found hypnosis. And I thought, hmm, okay, well, I've tried other things. Maybe that'll be it, right? Like, you know, just chasing, okay, what's the next thing that's mm-hmm. going to be? Maybe that'll be it. I did it for a while. I really enjoyed it. And I knew right away I wanted to do past life regression. And again, I'm aware of it. For a lot of people, that's just a really unusual thing to get into because that Mm -hmm. is very taboo. And to me, it was fascinating. It gave me so many answers to so many things that I had never had answers to. Mm -hmm. And I wanted more. Like, I could not get enough of the things I started discovering. Through clients and through, you know, these people didn't believe in this stuff. And they'd come in and it'd just be like a whole new world I get introduced to every time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, where does it end? It didn't end. It never (laughs) ended. And then I took a break because I was like, there's a missing piece. Like Mm -hmm. I was saying, there's a missing piece to something. And it doesn't feel quite right. Like, I love this work but it's not where I want it to be. So I took a break. Mm -hmm. I closed down the business and I said, I'm not going to do it again. I love it. I kept getting people calling. Why are you not doing this anymore? Well, you know, it's just not for me. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was because there was a missing piece that I truly was looking for. And I had a friend not too terribly long ago, maybe a year or two ago now. And she called me or messaged me and she was like, you need to read this book. And I was like, okay I love books sure why not mm-hmm. but she's like this sounds like you this sounds like what you do mm-hmm. and it was one of Dolores Cannon's books mm-hmm. and I opened it and I started reading it because I ordered it right away Amazon today I was like yeah this sounds great love it <clears throat> with no intention of ever doing any of this stuff again yeah and because I had started writing a book and everything on all of this information and then I quit and I opened that book and I read it and it was life-changing because I was like that was the missing piece <laughs>
0: We hope you enjoyed this week's episode with our special guest, Chelsea Perry, talking about all things spirituality and QHHT. Tune in next week for part two of our conversation to discover the missing piece that she found through Dolores Cannon's work, her work with past life regression and QHHT, and topics such as connecting with spirit guides, spirituality, finding your true self, and so, so much more. If you found information in this podcast helpful, share it with a friend who you think would benefit and rate and review wherever you receive podcasts, whether that's Apple or Spotify. Your support and love is truly, truly appreciated. I love you guys so much. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye for now.